those of you who have downloaded this, thank you very much. We appreciate this. Okay. I'd like to share just a, some things about from, from my week at camp. I had last week, last Tuesday, I arrived at Camp Christian out in Mill Run, PA. And uh, for what was called the Ragamuffin Camp, it was the first week, almost a week, They've had several weekend camps, and this is our first attempt at a one that at least went from Tuesday to Sunday. So I kissed your mom goodbye at about 4 o'clock on that morning and arrived at camp about 10, 10.15 in the morning. And uh, I, I did not know what to expect because I didn't know anyone. Well, we had, they had set up a Facebook page, and we kind of made some introductions. Um, by the way, the Ragamuffin Camp is sponsored by Color Green Films. And uh, directed by David Leo Schultz. And uh, we will include their link in the, uh, the show notes. David has directed two films. Uh, the first one is Ragamuffin. It's about the life of Rich Mullins. And the second one, by the way, Ragamuffin came out a couple years ago. And the second one just came out this year. It's called Brennan. It's about the life of Brennan Manning. He's the author of the Ragamuffin Gospel and many other books. Um, it was great to meet David right when I first arrived at camp. And um, my heart just resonated with his. And so, David, hello. If you are listening to this podcast, I uh, miss you, brother. and pray you're doing well. And by the way, hello to my fellow Ragamuffins. Uh, that I met during the week. Also, I want to thank Joel Miller and the uh, people at Camp Christian uh, because I still am feeling the effects of the camp food in a good way, in a good way. Because Joel and his, uh, the people there just redefined camp food. And it's going to take me a couple weeks if... if pretty good, huh? we, No, not pretty good. We ate, we ate very good. Oh, no, this was not that kind of camp food. <laughs> This, I mean, even one morning he had something, I forget what they're called, but some kind of pumpkin cinnamon rolls. And like for breakfast, and they were, they were, they were the real deal. It was awesome. So it was good. Yeah, I needed to get back to my shakes in the morning. So definitely. So during the first day of camp, um, this was right during the first session, even before our speaker, Alex Early, spoke. He was the first speaker during the week. Uh, Dave, the director of the camp, instructed us to work through two statements. And these two statements shaped the work that God did in my heart during that week. Uh, The first thing that we were supposed to do was to write down what I found my identity in. And the second was to write down what I believe God wanted to say to me during that week. So right before the first speaker spoke, that was that set the stage for my week. And uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that, of course, we call this the Hope Podcast. And one of the reasons that we have launched this was because um, of my personal struggle with anxiety and depression. And we wanted to offer hope to many others. So um, this week at camp, uh, I learned a lot about myself. And one of the things that I've learned about myself is that I have been living out of my identity, my identity of, um, of my pain. 
And I often respond to things in my life out of my pain, rather than my identity in Christ. And that was a huge reminder for me. I was just talking with a friend before I came in, right before you got here, Scott. And, um, and he said, you know, I shared some of these things with him. And he said, it's amazing how we can, we can know these things. But when someone else says them, in the way that they say them, it just brings it back to, back to my mind. So, you know, brings it really home to us. So for me, it took getting away to an ex- a secluded place, out of cell phone coverage, and uh, with a bunch of similarly broken people to be reminded again of the awesome love of God. So um, I'd like to share a couple things. This is one of the things that I learned during uh, the week. And Alex Early um, is a speaker. By the way, he's the author of a book, The Reckless Love of God. He's uh, an Acts 29 pastor, um, just a neat guy. I also had a, a really neat time visiting with him. Um, this is one of the things that he shared with us. He, um, he shared that for him, there are a number of reasons, a number of things that get in the way of us understanding God's love for us. Let me just run through these really quickly with you. The first thing he says is that often projection is one of the things that gets in the way of our understanding God's love. Because we often project our understanding of love on him. And instead of, getting, instead of getting a true picture of the love of God from his perspective, from God's perspective, we project our understanding of love. So if we grew up in a home of where love was conditional, you know, say, if your parents, you could felt your parents loved you when you cleaned up your room. By the way, both you and your sister did a really good job with that. No, you got it from your mother. In fact, I'll never forget the day you came home from school and you said, Dad, I know that guys who listen to Guns N' Roses, they must have messy rooms. <laughs> so I said, eh, he's finally getting it. He's finally getting it. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. That's right. Somehow. We just did a... Yeah, you know, I never thought of it. I'll have to ask him. Okay, so projection. Okay, we got off track. Squirrel. So the second is, Alex also says another thing that gets in the way of understanding the love of God is inoculation. And, uh, and one of his points was, I think, and I don't want to misrepresent him, but if, you, if, you, if all you do is hang out with Christians, then you're going to inoculate yourself to the love of God. Because what happens is that you become a professional Christian. And it's easy to go through the motions of what it means to be a Christian without truly understanding and being impacted by the love of God. <laughs> they did a and to inoculate means to immunize or to vaccinate. So we take vaccines to make sure that we don't get certain diseases. Um, and that those kinds of inoculations are good. But when we inoculate ourselves from God's love, we prevent ourselves from truly knowing God and believing that God loves us. So what happens then is we become professional Christians. You know, people come to church. Or I say people who grow up in the church, they learn uh, what Christians are supposed to be like. They learn how Christians are supposed to live. They, 
you know, we make jokes about it, but they go to Christian restaurants, they go to Christian mechanics, they, and then there's nothing wrong with visiting those things. But if, if all you do is hang out with Christians, then you, the tendency is to become a professional Christian. And that's one of the things that really gets in the way of the love of God. Let me just share with you a quick story. Um, I, I thought about this during last week. About 10 years ago, after, just after I resigned as a pastor and assumed my, my current ministry, I received a phone call from my friend Charlie, who uh, is a director of the Egazi Funeral Home here in, in our community. And Charlie would often call me to do funerals and uh, for, for members of our community who didn't have a, a church home. So he was calling me to see if I could do a funeral. But this funeral was different than any other that I had done. Uh, the deceased was a young woman about 25 years of age, and she was murdered in the Badlands of North Philly. And, you know, it's really sad. I cannot remember her name. And that's very sad. So, and I'm sorry about that. So, I'm, but I'm going to call her Brittany. I mean, we have a, your cousin's name is Brittany. Um, Brittany was found shot to death on a sidewalk in North Philly with track marks up and down each arm and a condom in her pocket. And when I arrived at the funeral home, I met her grandmother who told me that Brittany had also sold her baby to get money for drugs just about a week before. And she, you know, this grandmother didn't seem to have much affection for her granddaughter. It seemed as though she was only there because it was a granddaughter and this was the thing that she should do. You know, here this uh, young woman was about 25. I think there were about 20 to 25 people who attended the service. And her memorial service was one of the most difficult I ever done. Because as I was doing her service, this argument was going on inside my head. And on this shoulder, my right shoulder, it was as if this voice was saying, this is the most awful funeral I have ever done. The way this young woman was living... And selling her body to get money and even selling her child to get drugs is just terrible. I can't believe that someone would live like that. And, and those voices kept going on and on and on. And then on the other shoulder, my left shoulder, was as if there was this voice that was saying, yeah, this is awful. But do you care? Did you care about Brittany? Do you care about people like her? When did you ever take the time and effort to reach out and pe help people like her. And then this one really got me. Would Brittany be welcome? Welcomed if she visited your church? Is there anyone in your church helping people like Brittany? What is your church doing to help drug addicts and prostitutes? Do you really care about the Brittany's around you? And then the voices, if I heard the voice say, you don't really care. And neither does your church. You know, it was almost impossible to concentrate to finish that service, but I got through it, and then I went home, and, and I was exhausted. Because I was mentally exhausted from this, this experience. And you know, her memorial service still haunts me today. And you know why? Because what I realized, and the, what, I, what I was hearing God say to me in the, mess, in the middle of that, that memorial service was, I'm a total Pharisee. You know, the argument inside my head revealed the Pharisee in me. And that I had lived my life in such a way 
that I was totally isolated from the Britneys of the world. You see, we too easily inoculate ourselves to the sin and the pain and the suffering around us. And, you know, I think the thing that got me the most and probably gets me the most today is we are all just like Brittany. You know, she needed the gospel and we needed the gospel too. You know, as I, as I reflect on it now, I think we, we tend to think that there are, there are certain categories. And so God loves us based upon these categories. You know, of course, there's Jesus. And God, of course, loves Jesus. Then God loves the disciples and the prophets because they're like special people. You know, so, they're this, they're, so he loves them. And then, you know, the, the third category is the people like us. You know, the good people. You know, we. I'm, I'm, I've been really good today. So. Yeah, so so you're you're definitely in that category, and and God really loves you because you, you know, you're in that category yeah. of people who attend church and we do all the churchy things and we do all the right things. I've checked all my boxes. There you go. So God really loves you. Hey, you're getting it, man. This pump, yes, way to go. And then you know, then there's that other category of the Britneys of the world. I think that's how we modern-day Pharisees think. But you know what? It's like a, the New Testament says, we deceive ourselves. You know? Because we are all in need of God's grace. And you know, I'm, um, the story of Brittany is actually the introduction to a message I'm preparing to share in a few weeks on Luke 15. Because they're the Pharisees, we read early in Luke 15, that the Pharisees were really mad at Jesus because he hung out with sinners. And so you know what Jesus does? Just to tweak them, he tells three stories. He tells the story of the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and then the prodigal son. Can you imagine how the Pharisees, what they were thinking after? They were really tweaked. As I reflect back on that service, you know, I, I am reminded that we are all, we all stand in need of the love of God. And they're not all these different categories. You know, God doesn't love the people in our churches more than the Britneys of the world. We all are, we all stand as sinners in need of God's grace. And uh, the thing that I'm you know, even though she was a drug addict, even though she sold her baby to get money for drugs, even though she was a prostitute, God was crazy in love with her. And that's why he sent his son. And, you know, God, um, God feels the same way about us. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know, one other thing, and I, I think we have about, we have a few minutes left here. So not only did that, you know, those categories, and by the way, there's one other category that keeps us from understanding the love of God uh, besides projection and inoculation, and the last is unrepentant sin. And that also prevents us from experiencing the love of God. But another thing that I, um, I gained from the week, um, we had this, we could go, we we, had, we were out in the, in the woods and in the, in the country, and there was this beautiful trail along this lake. 
Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't take my fishing pole because it would have been fun just to cast in the water and just hope the fish didn't bother me, you know. But I would take a walk every day, and, and one of the things that I was thinking about is how often we pray that God would remove the pain from us, whatever our pain is. And I know that there are people that listen to this podcast that are experiencing that. And so I had a conversation while I was there, and, and I thought about this as I was walking along the trail, um, about why God doesn't sometimes take the pain away from us. And so I was talking to our second speaker um, after one of the sessions. His name is Phil Anderson. He's, he was one of the Dirty Seven, one of Brennan Manning's uh, closest friends. And so I was sharing this with him, and he says, You know, Jim, sometimes what we need to do is instead of praying that God would take the pain from us, is, uh, is pray or that Jesus would take the pain from us, is to pray that to invite Jesus into our pain. And I, I think for some of our listeners, that might be, I, I hope that that's something that would be encouraging to them, is to realize that the pain doesn't always go away. You know, you lose a loved one. You have a friend. You have a loved one who's killed in a tragic accident. Something tragic happens to you. And um, the pain just won't go away. So instead of praying and focusing on, on asking God to remove it, invite Jesus to be with you in your pain. And um, as I was thinking about that, I was reminded by one of the speakers as well of Mark 7 of the man who brought his son to the disciples to be healed. And they couldn't do it. And they got in, I think they got into an argument. Maybe they were saying, well, you're not doing it right, you know. This is how you're supposed to do it, and it still doesn't work, or whatever. And then the man, and then Jesus started talking to the man, and, and he says about his son, and he says, well, if um, the man says to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and heal him. And Jesus said, if you can, if, then he says, if you can. All things are possible for the one who believes. And then immediately the father cried out to the son and said, I believe, help my unbelief. So, you know, for, for our listeners today who are, whatever you may be going through, um, and, and you think, I just don't have enough faith. Well, it's okay to share that with Jesus and say, well, I believe, but help me in my unbelief and help me through my pain. I, I really appreciated that. Um, the last thing I want to share, and, and I think you're going to add this at the end of the podcast, is, you know, the people that I, I was with last week, uh, some of them were personal friends with Rich Mullins, the, um, the contemporary Christian singer who died many years ago in an auto accident. Um, I was introduced to one of his songs. I don't know why I hadn't heard this song before, and it probably... For the ragamuffins, they may think that even hearing that is heretical, that I would admit that. Um, but one of the songs that was played during the camp was the song, The Love of God, by Rich Mullins. I'll just read a couple, just a verse from this, and then maybe after we're finished, you can just add this song to the end. And we'll also include the link of where you could purchase the song on, on iTunes. But Rich says this in the lyrics, There's a wideness in God's mercy. I cannot find my own. He keeps his fire burning to melt this heart of stone. Keeps me aching with a yearning. Keeps me glad to have been caught in the reckless raging fury that they call 
the love of God. Um, yeah, just uh, appreciate the words to that song. So I find what I'm doing some mornings now in my my time as I spend some time in the Word and time in prayer is I just, I'll just spend 10 or 15, 20 minutes just being quiet and allowing God to speak to my heart. And I may sometimes even, some mornings, just play that song just to be reminded of the love of God. Because one of the other things that came out of this is that, you know, we alluded to earlier, you know, if we're just good people, if I'm a good person, then God will love me. And I'll be in that special category, different than all those other sinners. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. God loves you. You know, and uh, that's why he sent his son to die for you and for me. And and we need to be reminded that um, that he is crazy in love with us. So, I'm still processing the stuff from the ragamuffin camp. Um, by the way, they've just set the date for the camp next year. It's October 18th to 22nd. We'll also include that link. It's going to be out in at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park, Colorado. Colorado. So we have to take a road trip. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode, episode 25. And we invite you back to check out the next ones. Or if you have not listened to the previous episodes, we invite you to do that. So thank you for spending this time with us. And thank you, Scott, for putting all of this together. Stay tuned and listen to the song, The Love of God by Rich, as we close this episode out. See you soon. Songs. Love hangs over them like a banner. Love within them leads them on to the battle, on the journey. And it's never gonna stop, ever widening their mercies and the fury of His love.
Smile to smile. Don't put this on the Facebook. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My turn. I did it. <laughs> Whoa, there we go.